Welcome to the Joe Ciccarelli Show, where I coach and inspire you to live your very best life, one step at a time. Hey guys, welcome to episode number 26 of the Joe Ciccarelli Show, five tips for healthier eating. It's going to be that time of year, isn't it? It's going to be that time of year where sticking to your diet is becoming incredibly difficult. It's the holidays. It's the cold weather. It's the winter. It's all the reasons you just want to eat a bunch of shit. And I thought it was a good time to talk about ways we can be a little bit healthier because I need it right now. Uh, My wife and I, Nat, Nat and I have... um, Trying to trying to stay stay afloat here um, with the holidays kind of coming, and you just start to think about all the things that are associated with that, and a big part of that's eating for a lot of people. And uh, it's amazing how you know it's like the first of the year, people get on track, they do this stuff, and you kind of stick with it throughout certain points of the year. You do or you don't, and then at this point of the year, towards the end of the year, it just seems like everything sort of goes to shit. And today's episode is gonna hopefully. One, give you something to think about, and two, more importantly, motivate you to take a stance internally and determine um, what you're going to look like, what your diet's going to look like, how you're going to approach things the next couple months. If there's any, and there'll be a lot of actionable little tips out of this, but if anything, I, I really want you guys to think about that. Take some time during this episode or after this episode and really think about what you want your holidays to look like um, as it relates to healthy healthy eating. And today we're going to talk about eating. We can certainly talk about exercising or whatever that looks like. But um, again, the focus in general needs to be on um, how you can maintain something. When this whole kind of podcast thing first kicked off, a big thing was small changes, small changes. Well, that's still a big thing. And the question for you is, what small changes are you willing to commit to between now and the end of the year? So you can you don't have to sit there on on January 1st and say, okay, I'm giving up everything. Uh, you know, how cool, I've thought a lot about this this year, is I want to come into the new year feeling like I got a good momentum going. Does that mean that I need to be super rigid? I know last week we talked about two different sides of the of the river. There's the rigid side and the chaos side, and we want to stay in the middle. But so often we get into rigidity, and it's this way and only this way. There's no other way or chaos, and it's just everything's all over the place. And, you know, finding the middle ground. And so often many people get into January 1 and they just need to go into rigidity because they've been in so much chaos. So how do you stay flexible through the holidays? That's the question for you today is how to stay flexible through the holidays in your in your dieting, in your eating. And today I'm going to come up with some, today I'm going to give you five tips that work for me. Um, I'm not, I'm going to say this once, I'm not going to say it again, but I'm not a nutritionist. I'm not a, I'm not a doctor. I'm someone who's read a lot of books, done a lot of research, done a lot of a trial and error on themselves, and learn what works well for me when it comes to my diet. So I'm going to give you tips that work well for me. Hopefully, you could take a couple and integrate them into your life. But at the end of the day, you need to find what works well for you. I found what works well for me by doing a lot of shit that didn't work well for me. And um, I hope some of this sparks some inspiration for you guys today. But more importantly, I hope it just sparks you guys to start thinking about the fact that we need to take a little bit more responsibility for what we eat um, and how we eat and how we approach eating and how we think about eating 
because ultimately that's a big part of everything else in life. At the end of the day, our bodies are made up by what we put in them physically. I mean, where our body, we shed skin, we shed uh, water, we shed, I mean, our bodies constantly are regenerating and they're regenerating based on the stuff we put in them. And it's no secret to anyone when you eat like shit, you feel like shit. And that's okay sometimes, but by and large, we need to do a better job. So as we get into the holidays here, I'm pleading with you, not pleading with you, I don't give a shit at the end of the day, you need to do what, what you need to do, but I'm, 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 I'm challenging you to step it up a little bit and really think about what, what's important to you and where you want to be at on January 1st when you go make all your New Year's resolutions because you can damn well bet if you can make some good, if you can make some good progress between now and January 1st, you'll be, you'll be a lot more confident going into the new year and making some resolutions that you know can stick. So now's when the going gets tough. It's time to get going. So let's start with number one. Five things that work for me. The first one is fasting. Fasting works for me. I don't eat breakfast in the morning. I haven't ate breakfast in the morning. Once in a blue moon, I might uh, when I'm on vacation and Nat really wants me to. But by and large, I haven't ate breakfast in, I don't know, at least a year, year and a half, maybe two years. I don't even know when I stopped. When I first started fasting, I didn't know how it was possible. There's no way I can make it without eating. Um, in the morning. I used to get up and work out in the morning. There's no way I can go work out without having food in my stomach. Like, no way. No way. Uh, And now that I fast, I don't know that I could go work out in the morning with food in my stomach. In fact, I I would choose not to. Uh, Very rarely have I worked out with food in my stomach later on in the day. And when I do, I try and give as many hours as possible in between when I eat and when I work out. So it's what I'm illustrating here is what you think is possible um, as it relates to your eating or whatever it is, uh, you could challenge that and you could do a better job. Uh, when we, it's funny, Nat fast as well. And oftentimes we'll be around people that aren't used to us not eating. And it'll be like noon. They'll be like, aren't you starving? You must be starving. And it's like, no, some days I don't eat till, uh, one, two o'clock in the afternoon. And, uh, and the thing about fasting, just to give you a little bit of the scientific side of it, it, there's a lot of mixed reviews on it. But at the end of the day, the way I look at it is, and if you're, today isn't all about losing weight, it's just healthier eating, which isn't always losing weight. But if you are into the whole losing weight thing, think about it like this. Your body, your weight is a math equation. It's calories in and calories out. And the way calories go in is you eat them. The way calories go out is you burn them and you can burn them just through going about your normal day and going to sleep or you could burn them a lot more by working out and exercising. So that's another component of the equation. The more you exercise, the more you burn. So if you're burning more than you're taking in, then over time you're going to lose weight. If you're taking in more than you're burning, then over time you're going to gain weight. And if you're doing about the same, then over time you're going to relatively maintain the same weight. If you're restricting the number of meals you eat from three to two throughout the day, then by the laws of nature, in most cases, unless you're eating massive meals, which you do need to be careful of, uh, then you're going to eat less calories throughout the day. So although there's other supposed health benefits that I don't know that have been proven, you know, it increases longevity of life. They say the only scientifically, this is what I've read, that the only scientifically proven way to increase longevity of life, which I'm very interested in living a long life, as long as it's a healthy one, is caloric restriction. Caloric restriction is restricting the window in which you eat calories, which is hence the uh, uh, long way of just saying fasting. And um, yeah, so I eat, uh, for me, my eating routine is I get up in the morning. I don't very rarely eat before noon. At noon, I'll have an apple. Uh, I'll talk a little bit more in the next tip why I eat apple first, but I eat an apple. I have a handful of nuts, and then around 1.30, 2 o'clock, um, we'll have a salad, 
every day for lunch and then I have dinner at night. And then, uh, you know, that, that's try not to eat again. Sometimes we'll have dessert on the weekends, but, uh, yeah, so pretty straightforward fasting. You can, there's lots of ways to do it. Um, they call it intermittent fasting and again, different ways of doing it. One is what I do. And that's basically like I eat in like a six to seven hour window a day. I get all my calories. Then, um, some people will do like a couple 24 hour fast a week. I've tried to do that. It was horrible. Um, that just didn't work well for me, but I can easily do the intermittent fasting throughout the day. And that's that pretty straightforward stuff. Um, (laughs) skip a meal. Be smart about if if you're actually going to try this. Be smart about how you try it. What you don't want to do, which I've definitely been guilty of, is like only do it for like a day or two, and then try and do it a day or two. That you have to be consistent because you need your body to get used to not eating. Otherwise, your body just says, "What the hell is going on? I'm starving." And then when you do break your fast, you just eat a bunch of shit. And I've been guilty of that too. And even if I don't eat a bunch of shit, sometimes I'll still just break my fast and just eat a lot of food really fast. Five handfuls of nuts, a bunch of seeds, fruit, just trying to get food in me, and then you're just bloated and you feel like shit. So that's fasting. Um, another side product of fasting, which I don't know why this is, I have this written in my in my little notes here um, under fasting, but is uh, I guess when it comes to caloric restriction and taking in the calories you you, you do and don't want to do, it's really important to understand um, if you're in the business of weight loss, weight gain, or weight maintenance, maintaining your weight, um, you should identify what your weight 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 range is. And to me, that's to most people they're like, yeah, of course, but for so long, I, I never got on a scale. And not because I was afraid. I think there's some people that maybe are overweight and feel insecure about getting on a scale. And at the end of the day, I mean, you got to do it at some point, get your ass on the scale. But for me, I just never thought. I'm like, ah, I'm in decent shape. But it wasn't until I started weighing myself, I started to understand, okay, here's what I, um, and then when I started to lose a bunch of weight, um, I started to realize, okay, here's what I have weighed before. Here's what I should weigh. Um, I kind of have a one or two, I think most people would have a one to two pound range on most days, as long as they're eating the same sort of stuff. Um, so if you have a one to two pound range, you kind of know uh, you probably gain two pounds throughout the day and lose a pound or two overnight when you're sleeping and you kind of have that range. And if you go, if you start to creep above that range, then something's probably off and you need to start looking at it. And so the, uh, you know, looking at that, looking at numbers on a consistent basis can be really useful. Number two, consistent eating. Uh, consistent eating is something I've got into and this can, I'm going to be clear here cause this can go down the rigid side of the river. The, uh, if you're, if you take this too seriously, but in general, I, I got into this, not really on purpose, just by virtue of, I'm a guy that likes routines and a guy that likes, um, you know, kind of doing the same thing and repetitiveness and it's Nat's kind of good about breaking and she buys into this as well, but we, we like to change things up. I've been doing nachos every Friday night for the last two years and according to my wife, it looks like those days are coming to an end. She wants to mix things up on Friday nights and I'm, uh, I'm heartbroken, but we might have to move on from our Friday night nachos f- for the short term, for the short term. But anyway, um, when you have eating issues, right, you, whether it's constipation or you have all these stomach issues, whatever it might be, um, you can go see a doctor and they'll probably prescribe you medication that ultimately is just a Band-Aid. Um, but if you really do research, which I have, a, a, one way to really identify what your issue is is called an elimination diet. And that's basically eliminating certain – you eliminate dairy for two weeks and you eliminate maybe grains for two weeks or uh, – gluten for two weeks, whatever it is. And you, and you literally watch your results. Um, that's really hard to do. I couldn't do that. Um, I tried to, uh, and then you try and keep a food journal. 
I've definitely kept a food journal for periods of time. It's been somewhat useful. It actually is really useful, to be honest, but it's just hard to maintain over a long period of time. Um, and then um, they have the apps, of course, where you can like track all that stuff. And that's all good, but again, that takes a lot of effort. For, for, for me, what worked was just, again, um, identifying a consistent eating pattern. So like I said, the first thing was the fasting, um, but the, like I eat a salad every single day for lunch. So I know what I'm getting in that salad every single day for lunch. For dinner, at least five nights a week, we have a pretty low-carb dinner. Sometimes we'll throw in some, uh, some, some sweet potato, but by and large, it's protein and vegetables. That's what we eat five nights a week for dinner. Then a couple nights, we kind of go off the rails, and normally one night is nachos and another night something else. Um, but I have a really good handle on what I'm eating on a consistent basis. So if like I do have a really bad bloat or I have a something going on, like I'm able to pick up, pick up on that really quickly. We eat fish two nights every single week. We eat, um, whether it's, it's normally salmon one night and then another white fish another night, uh, two nights a week. So again, the consistency in eating the same thing over a period of time, one is really helps you identify issues if you have them, because you know, over a consistent period of time, um, if, if it's working for you, um, and if it's not working for you, then you'll be able to tell that too, because you're eating the same stuff. You're not just constantly changing. The other thing is just, again, a lot of this health stuff is common sense guys. So use some common sense here. If, if you're your body, it's much easier to burn, um, burn fat, burn carbs, burn whatever it needs to burn and do whatever it needs to do to maintain a healthy life if it's consistently doing the same thing, right? If it's constantly, you're constantly throwing new stuff at your body all the time, every day, new meal, new time, eating here, eating there. I mean, that's how can you expect your body to properly function when it's just got no level of consistency? It's just like anything else in life, right? I mean, if you were playing a sport and you went in every single day and you were practicing something completely different that had nothing to do with what you did the day before, how are you going to get better over time? Right, like when you want to get good at stuff, you practice that skill over and over again. So that your body really, really craves consistency, and I, I found that so much. And I think it's in, in some cases, it's even less about eating the perfect stuff. It's just about eating the right stuff, the the not horrible stuff on a consistent basis. And I think you'll 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 find that you'll do just as well. Uh, another thing, when it comes to consistent eating, two things. The first one is. Um, well, there's three actually. Okay, so three three quick ones that are a subset of number two here, consistent eating. The first one is food combining. Uh, you should Google food combining. I, I buy into it. Some people don't. Uh, it works for me. I used to get really, when I used to get really bloated, I looked into it and there were three things and these are the three things that helped me stop, that um, that, that, that I learned that helped me stop getting bloated when I when I started eating among um, just eating healthier stuff. The first one was food combining. And food combining, basically, high level is, um, and there's like some details, but effectively, you should always eat fruit by itself first thing in the day because fruit digests much faster than any other food. And so you want it in your system on its own so it can get out of your system uh, quickly. Otherwise, if you eat a bunch of other stuff and the fruit, then, then you eat fruit and it sits on top of it, the fruit starts to like putrefy or get really acidic and create digestion issues and start making you bloat. Um, so eat fruit by itself. First thing in the day, don't mix, uh, you shouldn't miss necessarily mix, um, proteins and, uh, starches. So proteins and starches should be eaten in separate meals and you can mix anything with vegetables. So for example, uh, instead of the good old, uh, mashed potatoes, uh, steak, in green beans, it should be like green beans, broccoli, and steak, or um, some vegetarian dish with a bunch of vegetables and, and, and no protein. Now, I'm not always perfect about that. We definitely, um, and I'm more anal about it than that is, so sometimes we'll definitely have uh, sweet potato with our fish um, or with our meats, and that's fine, but I always make a point of I eat the sweet potato by itself, and then I eat the 
vegetables and proteins by itself, or I'll eat the protein by itself and then the vegetables in the, in the sweet potato. So vegetables can go with anything, uh, but you should not mix proteins and um, starches. The last thing is don't drink and eat. It's funny, whenever I sit down to eat and people aren't used to eating with me, I was like, what do you want to drink? I do not drink anything when I eat. It's so funny because when I grew up, it's like, of course you need like a drink. You need to be drinking water. It creates bloating and it actually makes sense. When you're eating food and then you're putting water down, the water is creating liquid bubbles in your stomach and then you're just throwing food on top of it. So uh, this is another thing I learned from Tom Brady's book, a uh, great book, and it was he doesn't eat 30 minutes before or after he eats. And I would say I stick to that. Uh, sometimes I'll drink, uh, sorry, he doesn't, yeah, doesn't drink 30 minutes. And, I, and I'm not talking about alcohol. I'm talking about water, anything. Thing. Uh, sometimes I will drink before I eat, but definitely after I eat, I give it a, I give it a long time. So, uh, just some, again, all those fall under the broader category of number two of just being consistent about what you eat and how you eat and chew your food too. Maybe that was the third one. Chew your food. If you want to change your diet and you really want to lose weight, the number one thing you can do is just start chewing your food properly to the point where it's uncomfortable, where, where like you want to be at your point where like everyone else is done eating and you're halfway through your meal. That's literally how it should be. You should be swallowing. They say you should chew your liquids and, sw- and drink your solids. So to the point where you're chewing this food so much that it's literally like drinking a smoothie. That's really hard to do. I mean, really, really hard to do because we just, we, we, we turn into zombies. You want to talk about these saboteurs that come in? There's like an eating saboteur. When we sit down and we're hungry, it, we, we don't think about anything else but stuffing food down our throat. Number three, read a fucking food label. And that one deserves an F-bomb because it's amazing how ignorant people are. And people walk into stores and they look at the front of a food, uh, front of some food, and it says all natural or healthy or low added sugar, whatever the hell it is. And it's absolute shit if people eat it. It's unbelievable. It's absolutely unbelievable. And so the first thing I'll tell you is if you're spending most of your time shopping in the middle of a grocery store, you're, you're probably making a mistake. A majority of the stuff you need is located on the outside of a grocery store. If you, have, if you think about and this is in the US, maybe it's different in the UK, but I'm assuming it's, it's the same. So the produce section is kind of on the outside. And then if you go around the edge, you have like your meats and all the stuff you need is on the outside. You, you, normally when you go into the middle of a grocery store and go up and down those aisles, you're, you're finding things like, like chips and chocolate and all the stuff you shouldn't be in, like food loaded with a bunch of shit that you shouldn't be eating. But anyway, um, if you're eating whole foods, it's really easy. Broccoli only has one ingredient. Grass-fed beef only has one ingredient. But when you start getting into that stuff, which we all do, I'm not saying that you should only eat those things. Certainly you, you eat other stuff. Two things. First of all, read the food label, right? That's like step one. How many calories are in what you're eating? That's useful to understand, right? I mean, it is. Uh, I don't necessarily think you should be counting calories, but you should understand generally. But um, more importantly, you should be looking at like the added sugars, how much sugar is in what you're eating. But above all, above all, guys, again, let's bring this back to common sense. Common sense is read the full, read, flip the thing over and read the ingredients. Any food has to have the ingredients that are listed, and they're listed in the order in which they, are, uh, they appear in the food. So the, the ones that are listed for, first are more prevalent. So when you pick something up, and it's just full of these o- random oils, palm oils, soy oil, um, all these different types of flours and wheat flour, sugars, sucrose, all this stuff. I mean, that's what you're putting in your body. And if you can't even understand half the stuff that's on there, that's what you're putting in your body. So this isn't a plea to say... Don't eat any shit. Read the food label. If you feed anything bad, put it away. Absolutely not. But if you're not reading the food label and at least aware of the stuff that you're buying, and I mean the individual ingredients, you're a moron. 
You have a smartphone in your hand. If you don't understand an ingredient, type it in and read it and understand what it is. Some of them are just fillers that are preservatives that aren't that bad. Some are. But understand what you're doing. Wake up. Read food. It's just amazing. People don't read food labels. They have no idea what they're putting in their body. It's just, it's, this is your body. Your body. Not the doctor's body to prescribe stuff to and you just to do whatever the hell you want and then wait till someone tells you to do better. <laughs> homemade foods. Uh, number four, homemade foods. Desserts and meals. So look, I've talked a lot about broccoli. I've talked a lot about, just talked about grass-fed beef. I've talked about eating salad every day. At the end of the day, like, you can't stick to that. I mean, I can't. And I'm a very disciplined person. I'm overly disciplined. I'm, I'm too rigid often. Uh, and I can't stick to that. So we all need to find a way to kind of have balance. And on one side of balance is, without a doubt, going out to dinner sometimes, getting dessert sometimes, 100%. Uh, but the other piece of that, and this is what we've really tried to work on, Nat and I, which is a really good middle ground, is making your own unhealthy foods. The other night for dinner, it was a Saturday night. Normally, we go to dinner on Saturday night, but we had a, a Hello Fresh box from my sister Mary that sent it over to us. And the one of the things was enchiladas. We would never make enchiladas. They got a bunch of like those flour tortillas and all that stuff. That would never be like a quote unquote healthy meal. So we made it on a Saturday night. It was fantastic. So much better than going out to eat. Um, it was all natural ingredients. It wasn't the healthiest ingredients, but all natural ingredients. Nat made it. I'd like to say, well, I was sort of say we made it. We didn't. I sat on the couch. Nat made it. Um, but the fact that uh, you're making unhealthy stuff, quote unquote, I said, not unhealthy, but potentially unhealthy stuff at home. And you're not putting in all the shit they put in put in in restaurants. That's a massive step in the right direction. Now, does that to say every single night you should sit in, cook your own meal, and cook unhealthy shit? No. But is that a hell of a lot better than eating out every night? Absolutely. Same thing with desserts. You can make some really knowledge really knowledge desserts. I mean, Nat's made like ice cream out of banana and peanut butter. We make these little peanut butter balls. Make um, really good pies. And again, they're not. This definitely unhealthy stuff in there. I mean, there's some crazy good ingredients out there. There's stuff you can do with like vanilla extract and all this stuff that really tastes good and it is much better for you. But at the end of the day, um, it's not going to be the perfect thing in the world, but it's a hell of a lot better than going out and probably, I think initially it's probably more expensive, but over time it's going to be less expensive because you're going to be less focused on, uh, because you're, you're going to buy the ingredients up front and you'll be able to make lots of different desserts. And for me, to be honest, when I eat dessert, I try not to, but I binge. I like to binge. I'm not someone who can like have half a brownie and put it down. If I'm going to go, I'm going to go. So if I'm going to go, I might as well go with homemade food and <laughs> fucking go. And I do. The other piece about homemade foods that I want to, it's going to kind of bring me into my last one here. Um, but the thing about homemade foods is the act of making food. I talked about this in a podcast a little while ago. When we go for walks in the morning, if you get up and go for a walk at seven o'clock in the morning, you see people outside, everyone's smiling, everyone's saying good morning, everyone's in a good mood. If you go for a walk at seven, eight o'clock at night, it's not the same thing. Some people are happy, but not all people. But the people that get up early are in a good mood. I coach a lot of people and we do a lot of value exercises. So we understand what's, what's important to you and what your value, and it all leads back to the same thing. Being out in nature, um, being connected to other people. And another thing that always comes up for people is like they love just sitting in and cooking their own meals. I- I'm going to paint a picture for you right now. You're sitting around the house. You got a slow cooker on or a soup on. 
it's either a beautiful day with the windows open or a cold, rainy day with the windows shut. You got a, you got a movie on and you're curled up reading a book on a couch. That's like an awesome day. It's like a great Sunday or a great Saturday or a great day. Th- those are the days that we strive for. And then somehow we find ourselves, for some reason, um, going against ourselves, sitting at a bar drinking with a bunch of people. But the, the point here is when you're making homemade food, it's good for the soul, it's good for you as an individual to really, uh, one, you're learning a new trait, two, you're like doing something, um, it's a hobby, and three, you're creating a decent meal that you're going to eat and you're going to really enjoy and you're going to feel some pride around. So there's, there's, there's that mental component to the homemade foods outside of just eating stuff. The last one here is find your balance and feel good. I talked a little bit about balance on the last one, uh, but in general, I've read a lot of these books paleo books, keto books, vegetarian books on healthy eating, books on the gut, books on how to never be sick again, which is a big part of that is the what you eat. Uh, and there's a section in each one of these books that focuses on above all, if you want a healthy living, you need to be able to, th- you need to think positively. And I've talked about self-fulfilling pr- prophecies before and just like everything else in life, eating is a self, the way you feel about yourself and your diet is self-fulfilling. If you feel like you're a fat piece of shit, and all you do is eat shit, then guess what? You're a fat piece of shit and all you're going to do is eat shit. If you feel like you're someone who's, you know, doesn't always make the best decisions, but you're trying to do better every day and you're focused on doing better every day and, you know, you're not always perfect, you fall off the bandwagon sometimes, but you're really trying to do better and you're doing the best you can and you're trying to learn, then that's what you'll be. And over time, you will get better. It's as simple as that. Focus on the person you want to become. If you want to become a healthier eater who does who does healthy, healthy things and makes your homemade dishes and is more consistent and... Um, then it's one thing to do those things, but it's just another thing to think about doing those things and think about what, what the process is and feel good about the process of I'm, I'm, I'm moving towards this. I'm moving towards this. And not every time you make a mistake, berating and beating the shit out of yourself. There's some real power in that. There's real power in the mind. It's, uh, I'm at the point now, I, I told you guys in a previous ep, in a previous episode, I'm really deep into this, uh, the reality transurfing stuff. I, I've talked about that before. I've interviewed someone on the show about it. And it's like, you should be looking in a mirror, like envisioning like the body you want, like envisioning like the things you do from like a health perspective. I eat healthy meals and just constantly thinking about the process of attaining this. And there's this outer intention around us that like when we start thinking positive things, we, 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 we bring that stuff into our life and that's real stuff. Oh, on top of that, on, on top of all the all the other more specific actionable things, feel good about yourself. You know, it's 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 November. I'm someone who's going to go into the holidays. Am I going to be perfect? No. Am I, am I going to enjoy myself with friends and family? Yeah. But by and large, I'm going to focus every day on just trying to make small, healthy decisions where I can. That's the type of person I'm going to be because I know when 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 January one hits, I want to look back and say, you know what? I didn't completely go off the fucking rails for the holidays. Did I enjoy myself? Yeah, but at the end of the day, I felt like I, I maintained some self-discipline and, I, and, I'm, and I'm really proud of myself. These are the type of thoughts you need to start having today and then watch that develop in your life. I hope this was helpful, guys. Have a great day. Hey, guys, it's Joe. Thanks for listening to the podcast today. I hope you enjoyed it. I have a couple requests for you. Number one, Subscribe to the podcast. If you liked it, subscribe. Share it with some friends. Number two, go to my website, joechiccarelli.com, and subscribe to my blog. I send updates out when I drop new podcasts uh, once in a while with new blogs and some other stuff. So I'll keep you updated on what's going on. The last piece, if you or anyone you know has interest in joining the podcast as a potential client 
or even as someone um, to have a valuable discussion or, you know, someone that might be good for me to bring on here and interview and pick their brain about how they've, uh, how they've, how they've come to find success in their life. Let me know. Uh, you can get my contact information on my website if you don't already have it. And I, I look forward to hearing from you guys. I hope you have a great day.